This is Bill Costas, the Gundam podcast that puts the blood clot in Iron Blooded Orphans. I'm the Macabre Chap, and I'm joined by. Your boy, Sentai 5, the Gundam Meister of Celestial Being. And. Uh, I'm Lita, known as Lita Kino on the interwebs. I'm a, a blogger and slash YouTuber, and I do way too many things on the interwebs, as everybody knows me. Oh, yeah, and I'm a hardcore Sailor Jupiter fangirl, as everybody knows before. So, yeah. Everybody loves Sailor Moon. Everybody. Who <laughs> <It> doesn't? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, before we do the news, Lita, why don't you tell us about your a bit about yourself? Yes. Like, how did you get into Gundam and anime in general? Like, why do you love this weeb shit? <laughs> why do I love this weeb shit? Um, I think we've all gone through the weeb stage of things. Um, so, like for many, as the common story goes, um, you know, I was into like Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, and but my very first. Uh, anime I ever watched was Beyblade. You know those spinning tops, oh, and then yeah. those celestial Absolutely. beasts just come out of there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I used to record all the episodes on this one on this one VHS tape, which is like yonks old now. Nobody talks of VHS tapes now, and um, I used to record. Um, numerous episodes every Saturday morning and that'd be like the one thing I'd live for in my childhood, reliving that tape Um, but honestly uh, when I was 15 I moved countries, I moved to Australia Ah. and um, Ah. Where'd you move from originally? uh, The UK Oh so you're from the UK as well, what part? Yes I am Um, I was uh, was, in a place called Warwickshire Oh, okay, and that's in the Midlands. I know where that is. I'm in yes, London. In the mi- yes, as you can probably the, yes, tell from my accent. But yeah, cool. Yes, you have a very London accent. That's <laughs> 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 um, right. I thought I did mention before to you guys that I was from London. I mean, from the UK. No, I don't think you did. My bad. You only mentioned that sometimes <laughs> your accent sounds yeah comes off as British to people. You never told us yes. you're from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so sorry. Yeah, I. <laughs> oh, um, I think I'm just so used to people assuming that I'm from the UK. I haven't had anybody oh, okay. think that I'm like Aussie. So I thought um, you were Aussie. My ac- oh, yeah, I thank Aussie you. <laughs> I I don't think I've caught up all the Aussie slang, to be honest. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think. But um, it wasn't until I moved here that I really got into the anime scene. Here, I met my uh, friend my old my best friend at the time and she got me into titles like Inuyasha um 
she got me in like got me into like Sailor Moon I finally got to see all of Sailor Moon that's when all this Jupiter escapade started years later look at me don't note do not name your channel and your blog after your favorite anime character because people just know you for it now so (laughs) 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 it's very true and um I've uh I just, I'm just somebody that really cannot live without anime, to be honest. And um, how I ended up getting into the mecha scene and eventually the Gundam scene, um, one of the very first mechas I ever were watched or based upon that was the Vision of Escaflone, the uh, 90s series. Oh, yes, yes. forgot about that show. Yes, it is one of my all-time favorite shows ever. Um, I've watched it at least over 25 times, wow. to be exact. I remember, I remember that on Fox Kids at one point. Yeah, 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 yeah. The dub used to air on Fox Kids as well, over here yeah. as well in the UK. So, yeah. I remember that. Uh, I, I, we didn't, we didn't, I can't remember watching Fox Kids, to be honest. Um, oh, damn. I, but, no. <clears throat> I mean, like, like in the UK, I used, there was, like, the series um, or the TV show, kids show, milk, called Milkshake, where they, <laughs> they would, like... <laughs> on Channel 5. On Channel 5. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Channel yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yes. That, that was where I could... That's where I could only watch, like, series like Beyblade and Digimon, um, those types of shows, and obviously Yu-Gi-Oh! But, um, yeah, The Vision of Escaflone, it, it had me interested that... The show was hand. There was like fighting, war, and then there was like a love triangle going on. And somehow I got attracted to these themes intertwined together. And that is when I they do. <laughs> yes, as you do. Well, um, I know there's a lot more male fans of Gundam. I thought way back then. I thought because there were not a lot of females that are a fan of Gundam. Um, obviously now I found a whole harvest full of um, female fans Good. of hey, Gundam. Send them, send them our way. <laughs> yes, I can. I know several. And they'll probably be happy listening to this, to be honest. They will. Hell yeah, <laughs> Hell yeah man. That's awesome. I mean, like the Gundam, awesome. fan, the Gundam fandom is a sausage fest. So um, any like... like yeah, we, need some, we need some uh, females here. Oh, not just women, but like any diversity within it, like yeah. LGBT folks, whatever, because it is very straight, white and male. So yeah. It is. Um, I think that's just, it's just the way it is. Obviously, the idea of ro- of mechas fighting or robots fighting with a very complicated plot does not appeal to a lot of non-mecha um, fans. Right. And it's something I've seen over the years I have. And um, it wasn't until through blogging that I met certain individuals that were a fan of Gundam, which was totally surprised me. But um, the very first Gundam I ever watched... Uh, obviously was Gundam Wing, but this is going back like a decade, 10 years ago. Nice. Um, I have I, my memories of it. I only remember so many, so much of it. I really need to revisit it. I do own it. I just not have gone to rewatch it. I haven't yet. I, I cannot forget that scene with Hero tearing <laughs> up that invitation in front of that bitch face. Relina. Relina. <laughs> <Relina. laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Just <laughs> if that. Honestly, I have some. I have a fellow female friend called Gigi's Anime Palooza, and she's never. She would never interested in bro fighting robots. Anything. It wasn't until she saw this scene is when she decided that she would give Gundam Wing a go, and she was like, "This is such a trash fest." I love this. That was all the convincing, just that scene alone. So Yeah, that scene was like um, very overly dramatic. Oh, I know. Fritz time. Definitely oh, Fritz yeah. time period. Um, Definitely. When I saw Gundam Wing, after that, I hadn't revisited Gundam in a, like, about a decade. And then it wasn't until I came here and then my, my next really first one was Gundam Seed Destiny. Now I know I'm how you two first. feel about oh, this. Already oh boy! To your podcast with David. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't, uh, I'm not. I'm not overly fond of Sea Destiny. Yes. <laughs> well, it was. It was like <laughs> it. Bre- it breathed for me. It. It. Bre- it brought new life to my love of um, Gundam in general. Now I had no idea at the time when watching it that you're supposed to watch Gundam Seed before you watch destiny yeah so i didn't do it in the correct order quote quote and then (laughs) yeah and then it was after that i got into seeing titles like um obviously i I watched gundam seed that was a favorite um and i've obviously i've seen i'm i'm blooded orphans yes as well um, so honestly, those were, and obviously Gundam Double O. Eventually, a lot of people were egging me on to watch Double O, and um, it's a good show. I recently, it's a great show. Yes, I recently <laughs> did a podcast with that with some fellow people who are a fan of that on my channel, which was a lot of fun. It was a good episode. Um, I listened to it. It was it was pretty good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, I must check your channel out. <laughs> my channel is i'm i'm a failure at uploading on a regular basis so it's whatever comes it's out right. of the, the the cooker really <laughs> <laughs> yeah whenever you have the time yes yes whenever whenever i have the time but um it's only now for meeting certain people in the communities that i like being in um that i really wanted to delve out to watch other older gundams like right now um, I promised some uh, the group that I did the Gundam Double O podcast with. Our next one we wanted to cover was War in the Pocket. Oh, so that's that a, was yeah. So that was the next one I was going to watch. And um, okay. Mo, uh, Gundam Unicorn was another one I was I started just Are recently. You yes, the that's not good. the new, not the new series, not the newer version. It's the um, OVA. The OVA, the right? Episode. Yeah. I never, I never watched the um, the TV version of it because I was like, this is kind of redundant. Can I, can me. I just say something yes. first? Yeah. Watch Zeta before you finish Unicorn, please, because Unicorn yeah, spoils Zeta. <laughs> and uh, and Shars Counterattack as well. And Shars Counterattack Shars as counter- well. You have to watch Shars Counterattack at least. Please. Anyway. Oh, okay. I'll you, have to. Like, I'll have to add. <laughs> I'm serious. I really will. And also, don't watch narrative until you've finished Unicorn. Right, exactly. You sound just as enthusiastic as David is about Double O. (laughs) 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 Don't worry, that's a good good thing. I can't wait for narrative. I'm actually kind of excited. Oh, look, I would be too. But I know that in our Gundam (laughs) news that you guys are going to be covering, there's one one part of the news that is related to Gundam Unicorn, I believe. I believe it is. It's a continuing. I believe yes. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll come on to that in a minute, but please continue. Yeah. 
Um, honestly, I was honestly, I was just, I was just honestly about finished. I was, um, in how I got into um, Gundam, honestly. But I guess the, I guess the last thing I'll say is, um, you know, we need just, we just need more females, more female fans. Always. We do. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I agree. One hundred and ten percent. Can't couldn't agree. Um, and couldn't agree more. Uh, so now that you finished introducing yourself, and thank you for um letting us know about how you got into Gundam. The next thing we're gonna go on to is the news. So right. fives, what's the first news item? Okay, just as we mentioned before, Gundam Mobile Suit Gundam Narrative released a new teaser trailer, and in addition to this, a new poster for the movie has been released, which features the main characters in a rather unusual or <laughs> arguably ridiculous pose. This absurd <laughs> pose has caused the poster to go pretty viral and has birthed a crap ton of memes, which are rather hilarious to poke fun at. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like I saw some pretty good ones over like the past few weeks. Yeah. They did, um, I think, I think they did like an Amuro and Char one. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I lost my, I, <laughs> I just bursted out <laughs> laughing. They did some uh, common Rider ones also. Yeah, I saw those. Those, yeah, <laughs> I was at work and I was cackling like a banshee. Like I got in so much trouble. <laughs> I think they, I think they, did a, they, did, they might have done a Sentai one floating around on Twitter. I forget. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen I that saw one. Some yeah. common, I saw some common Rider ones. Okay, cool. That sounds dope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, did how you did, guys see the the teaser? Yeah, yeah, I saw the teaser. It looks pretty good. Um, the new. The new key art for um, the narrative Gundam looks pretty nice. I can't remember the name of the mecha designer who um, did this one, but I know the original design for the um, narrative was done by the god Kotoki, Hajime Kotoki. Hajime. Hajime. Yeah, but so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but like the, the teaser looks all right. Like it's piqued my interest, but um, yeah, I've got to finish. I've got to finish Unicorn first, obviously. Which means I've got to go through. Yeah, I think I'm about the same as you. Yeah. I have to finish Unicorn, but any new Gundam series is just always a good thing to me. So, yeah, I agree. Not unless it's Build Divers, <laughs> but that's a different discussion for a different. <laughs> that's a different discussion for a different day. Build we'll come on to that. Just avoid. Build Divers is trash, man. Like it's really, really. I've bad. never delved into Build Divers, Don't watch so it. I'll have to be careful. Don't watch it. It's a waste of your time. <laughs> go and watch Build Fighters and Build Fighters try. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Build Fighters has been mentioned to me countless times. Yeah, you need to watch yeah. it. It's so dope. It's a massive toy commercial, but it's a toy commercial with heart. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's got a lot of heart to it. It will make you cry. Oh well, I'm a I'm a crybaby, so probably won't <laughs> take much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, next on the news, um, a stop motion animator by the name of Rihito, Rihito Ue um, has created a bunch of rather rad stop motion videos using Gunpla, which have gone viral. It seems. Um, check them out if you get the chance. And his channel is yeah, just Rihito Ue. So that's um R I H. ITO and then UE. So yeah, check it out. Like I've had a look for the channel and the stuff is actually pretty great. Have you had a chance to have a look at it, Fives? I have not actually. Maybe I have, I just didn't know the name. Because that's usually like what happens with me when I check out stuff. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, Lita, Let me check him out real quick, right? You had a look? Um yes, I, I had a I did have a look. It was so clever. Um I absolutely loved it. Um I did actually go through most of his channel and watch a few of them when I had a moment. Very, very good. Should definitely check it out. I love um I love seeing thing creative things like that that people do. Um especially with Gumpler. Yeah. Um it's shameful to say I've never like 
built a Gumpler yet. Ooh, um, I'm planning that. my first one right now. My first one I planned is to be um, Arbalest from Full Metal Panic. Okay, cool. Full Metal, Full Metal Panic's my jam. I absolutely love the franchise. Nice. So, yes, Arbalest will be my first one. It will. So... <laughs> I like that there's no glue involved and I thought you had to like use glue and stuff. I thought it was going to be like messy, but no, apparently it's just joy. Apparently just joining up joints and Pretty heads much. and legs. I so. mean, you need like nippers to nip the plastic out of the frame and yeah. you need like yeah. files to file down the nubs. But other than that, like you can do a straight build. It's not that big deal, bigger deal. Like some more experienced gunpla builders go into like panel lining and painting and doing top coats sometimes and all they, sorts they, of they business. They weather, they um, weather their stuff, stuff sometimes. Yeah. They were like gunpla building is serious business. Like some people take it way too art. seriously. It is an art yeah. thing in and of itself. But I, <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen that firsthand that a lot of people do take it a lot of, a, seriously. Yeah, like, they do, yeah. but especially like a lot of dude bros. So, like I've seen them. Like, oh like, yes, I've seen them criticizing female gun gunpla builders, and it's just like, dude, stop gatekeeping, man. It's not that big a deal. It's a plastic model kit. <laughs> chill, <laughs> chill out, bruh. Like I have to admit, I'm a straight build kind of guy. I'll I'll color in, I'll paint in some stuff here and there, but I hardly panel line because I'm just too lazy. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that's you a big yikes. Too, you sound too lazy, Sentai. You, you couldn't even watch the stop motion video. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> joking, joking, don't worry. <laughs> so next amount next bit of news, um we have some gunpla releases. So fives, wanna take us yeah. through the gunpla releases? Alright, um we have a few upcoming high grade build divers releases. We have the HG BD one to one forty four GBN guard frame. And it's at sixteen hundred yen. I mean, it's it's a basic suit. There's nothing really. Uh, there's nothing much to it. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. Probably, um, I'm not probably sure. good for modding purposes. Yeah, that that would be pretty great to um, turn into like a custom creation or something like kit bash with parts from different um, from with other different gunpla and turn it, it into like something a original. Leo, a Leo suit. Yeah, almost. I right? think it is. I'm not sure what it's based on, but it might Probably be based, based on, on Leo. the same mold. Yeah. Yeah. What you mean the um the recently released um yes sir the HG, HGAC Leo which has been getting yeah. rave reviews absolutely everywhere because it's cheap and yeah has and great a, articulation exactly yeah I'm surprised like a little a little mobile suit like that for like I don't know like eight nine dollars that's crazy articulation yeah uh so the next release is the HGBD one one forty four Gundam Shining Break which will be released in December 18, and that will be priced at 1,800 yen. So um, a little bit of background. Gundam Shining Break is the um, like main mobile suit in the um, Build Divers spin-off manga, Gundam Build Divers Break, which I haven't had the opportunity to read yet, but the design itself is dope. You know, I have a thing for transforming Mecha already, and they took Shining Gundam from G Gundam, and turn it into a transforming mecha. So which is that's pretty a, cool. yeah, that's which cool is concept. pretty cool. It is a pretty cool concept. Uh, so that's. I mean, it looks like it's got elements of Kyrios and Wing Gundam as well. So that's an instant cop for me. I'll just throw money I'm at it. Of, I'm kind of iffy on the mobile armor mode, but I think after I see reviews, it's going to make me want to get it more. So you don't like you don't like the um, MA mode, the flight mode. I'm like I'm like indifferent about it. Like I kind of like it, but then like something about it just like I don't know. 
like it's kind of <laughs> off to you yeah ah okay I, I i like how the feet are like put are like transformed sideways though that's pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah um have you seen any of these gunpla lita and if so what did you think no the, this is um like i said before i've not i've really didn't really know anything about gunpla so this is really new for me i liked the look of the previous one and these are from series i've not seen yet um obviously this is from gundam build divers which <laughs> you just <laughs> talked about just then um i love the look of this it definitely reminds me a mixture of the wing and the freedom in a way it does yeah. I like how the legs. I like how the legs are going out like sideways and that. I think it's look. I think it's just very cool. So it, this is like fascinating to me. So it's fascinating to listen to you guys as well. So. Oh yeah, we love transformable Gundams. Yeah, or any we, kind of mobile suits. <laughs> That's probably no. I, no, sorry. And no, I was just going to say the fact that we love transformable. Um, Gundams or mobile suits probably comes from the fact that we're Tokusatsu fans, and obviously there's lots of transformable Mecha in Super Sentai and Power Rangers. Um, so yeah, yeah. You you give me a transformable mobile suit, I'm in there. Like that's like the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Pretty much, yeah. Do you own a lot of them yourselves? Uh, yes, I do. I have a little too much for to the point where like I can't even like display them anymore. Yeah. I... Oh, you should post a picture on Twitter. <laughs> he should do. Oh, definitely. Well, I'll tag you. I'll tag you in it. Um, all of my gunpla are in my loft. What we call the loft. What you in America in Eagle Land called the Attic. So I've got a bunch of them just on the shelves in the attic. And yeah, I'm not going up there because I'm not dying of... I'm not going to suffocate <laughs> yeah, you know on dust attic, particles. Attic, attic sounds more like, yeah, y- you don't want to go up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah. Loft, it, loft, it sounds like a hideaway. We're like, yeah, come see my sounds loft. Peaceful. It's peaceful. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a couple more releases that we're just going to like... Um, speed through so we've got the uh, SDCS um, SD Gundam Cross Silhouette uh, Gundam Zero Free Phoenix Destroy Mode um, narrative version that releases in December 18 for 1200 yen we've got the SDCS Unicorn Gundam Zero Two Banshee which is obviously the same mold um, as the Phoenix just modified slightly my Uh, god they're so tiny (laughs) this is a female thing I'm going to say but they're so cute I love the gold SD Gundams are dope I mean I like SD Gundams I know a lot of like serious Gunpla guys don't really like them but I actually really do like um, SD Gundams and I will be investing in the cross silhouette line as soon as I can clear some space in my room for, act, no, for more gunpla. I would too. It's va- it's very different to any any of the other gunpla I've ever seen. Um, there's so many. I reckon I've seen this one before because um the anime store that's in my city. Um, I reckon they have it. They sell so much gunpla. It's like a whole section just dedicated to gunpla. So I reckon any of these would be there. To be honest, they always have the latest ones. They do so. Cool. Um, so I think I said, yeah, I said Banshee, uh, TBA, um, sorry, release date is TBA and price is TBA. And obviously they're also releasing the SDCS RX-0 Unicorn Gundam, which is obviously the same mold as the other two. Uh, and that'll be released uh, TBA and price TBA. And then there's a couple of other upcoming releases. We got the 1144 RG Full Armor Unicorn Gundam, which releases in December 18. Um, and I'll be priced at 5,400 yen. I'm buying this. Like, have you, have you seen it fives? I have. And it looks very nice. Jesus. It looks, it, it looks massive. 
massive. Yeah, it's gonna be like it's, the build time's probably gonna be a lot, and I'm probably gonna paint it as well. More than likely, if I um do get it, I'll get like an airbrush. I'm gonna airbrush it, and then obviously apply top Smart coat. Move. So yeah. And then there's the HGUC DJ, I think that's pronounced. Oh, DJ, 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 and I don't know what that. I don't know where that suits from. Um, that released in December eighteen, and that pr- and that's priced at nineteen hundred yen. So, um, some final thoughts on the so thoughts on the last couple of releases, guys. Um, I guess the full armor unicorn Gundam is like the real um kicker right there <laughs> yes but, i agree really. and uh, this deja one it says it's from zeta gundam it says yeah it, look, it looks like a zeta suit ah uh, yeah because i haven't seen zeta yet so yeah no i haven't seen yeah, zeta it, it haven't looks seen like zeta a, it belongs to the titans for sure i really yeah. like the one that i like the i honestly like the gold one i oh, like yeah, that the phoenix. one yeah it's nice yes the phoenix one that's probably been my favorite a lovely suit <laughs> but but i like but i like all of them i'm i'm someone that's not very like picky with that sort of thing i'm mm. not so okay cool you just have all of them really gunpla are designed to make people broke essentially like, i know <laughs> they, they are they are i know what. it's it's like being an anime collector give you all these limited editions <laughs> oh, yeah. my wallet. special collector's yeah. edition Oh no, I avoid all the special collector's <laughs> editions to be honest. Right. Yeah, I mean like I mean I don't tend to buy anime DVDs that often. I obviously I've got a Netflix subscription so I stream what I can. Uh but I have been known to use illegal streaming sites, but you should support the official releases. Official releases. You should do. You should do. Don't be a pirate like me. Arr, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Wait, what's a pirate? so um before we go on to iron blooded orphans i just wanted to say something about gundam breaker free so um as i discussed originally on episode one i said i was going to get playstation 4 and new gundam breaker new gundam breaker ended up being obviously terrible and slated um critically so i got a playstation 4 and i imported Gundam Breaker Free Break Edition that includes all the DLC from Asia and I've just got to say it's the best Gundam game I've ever played. Customization options out the wazoo. Um, the game plays a little bit like Dynasty Warriors, like it's a hack and slash um, game like that. Like the um, the combat system's great. The camera's a little bit iffy, but yeah. And um, as you've seen on the Buildcasters account, I have been posting pictures of my build. Which is named obviously. You've been having a lot of fun. Which yeah, way too much fun. Which is obviously named Gundam Buildcaster after <laughs> a certain little podcast that <laughs> I present. So now that I've you, I mean, have you any of you guys ever played any of the Gundam Breaker games or not really? I only played the first no. one. That was it. Was that on PlayStation Three? Never... Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, you own the first <laughs> one? No, I don't. I've played it though. Oh, okay, cool. How did you feel about I've it? Read- I liked it. It was a cool concept. It was around the same time, um, you know, um, Build Fighters came out too. So it kind of uh, just like worked. yeah, the Gundam Breaker series, or especially this one, is basically Gundam Build Fighters, the game. I don't know why they don't just like because obviously the story mode. Oh, build Fighters. Yeah, yeah, the story mode has visual novel elements, obviously, but I don't understand why they didn't just make it into a Build Fighters game. Like imagine, imagine, imagine you could play a Saiyan Reiji. Yeah, and like the combat. 
like obviously you go through levels by yourself but there are com combat levels that are free on free which is just like the okay. battle system from build fighters try so like uh, yeah that would be so That's sick cool. but yeah they need to they need to they should just throw in a d or even make it dlc or something i'd pay for that shit yeah absolutely so yeah, um, sorry about side be sidetracking you guys. Um, with that's no, fine. Um, uh, while I was eulogizing about um eulogizing Gundam Breaker Three, and we're gonna now tackle the main topic, the emotional fuck shit that is Gundam <sighs> Iron Blooded Orphans or Gundam Taketsu no Orphans. So, uh, Fives or Lita want to start us off just by giving us like a little outline about the plot. You can do season one and season two if you want to, and then we'll. All obviously right, go in so and discuss the characters etc these these boys from mars getting treated rough because they're trying to make a way of life get pulled into this conflict and at least in season one they have to get uh what's her face kudelia to earth and then she's got to do her old peacekeeping stuff against gallahorn and um along the way they get some Gundam frame suit. What do they call them? Yeah, they call them Gundam frames, right? Um, I they call it Bar uh, Bar Barbatos. Barbatos. Yeah. Yeah. Like the different Gundam frames that they had from the uh, the Calamity War. Yeah, they're called Gundam frames. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to get that right. And um, so basically, season one is just uh, Tekadon. Do they call it Tekadon in the U.S. dub? Tech. Yeah, yeah, they do I call, they call it. Call it Tekadon. Yeah, Tekadon on the USW. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, I'm, I'm just going by how they say it in the Japanese. Um, yeah, so they pretty much make their own alliances, and uh, they try to evade Gallahorn, and they go into conflict with them on the way to Earth, pretty much. So that's season one story, and then season two, uh, that's a lot that happens, I guess. I forget how many years it between it's, it's or two year how many time months. Skip. So, um, so season one takes place in post disaster three two three, and season two takes place in post disaster three two five. Perfect. So, season two was like Tekadon has become pretty much um a legit organization now. Yeah, like as they, they've been. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've they become like a legit company. Like, yeah, yeah, and uh, they still face troubles against Gallahorn now, and um, pretty much they're getting picked off one by one towards the end and it becomes super super emotional the last few episodes like damn <laughs> i can't even i can't even explain so there we go for that part yeah well like they establish an earth an earth branch of tekadan yeah. at the beginning of season two and then like they back up um uh Mackinai, the prime minister of arbrow in the um sau arbrow war that begins at beginning of season two, obviously, and then um, Rusto Elion takes an interest in them and tries to pick them off, hires someone to pick them off at the beginning of season two, and then it just progresses from there. They um, McGillis, we you forgot to mention McGillis Farid, McGillis oh, Farid, yeah, who is one of the seven, yeah, who's one of the seven stars of Gallahorn, which is the seven stars of the seven families, or the seven um, aristocratic families that um, basically run Gallahorn. Mm. And he wants to rebel. Yeah, and he wants to rebel ways. against their old ways. Um, and obviously, in his way is Rustal Erleon of the Orion Rod Fleet. Um, and yeah, he and obviously he under him is um, Kujan, the black guy with the dreads. Oh yeah, that idiot! That idiot yeah. face! My God! 
Eok Kujan and he's obviously got his disciple Juliet Juris as well who both annoy me but we'll come on to that later so yeah um so so as as time goes on um Tekadan make the shockingly bad Orgeitska the leader of Tekadan makes the shockingly bad decision to back Megillus Farid in the um in the coup in his coup and they get picked off one by one and obviously Rostov Elion uses some pretty darn underhanded tactics in his um, quest to obviously pick off um, Tekadan and take over uh, um, take over Galahorn so that he may reform it in his image so yeah um, so after that little summary what do you guys think about like initial impressions of Iron Blooded Orphan season one season two how do you feel about it in general uh, Lita you want to start no that's all right you, you're welcome to start I know I can tell you're itching to talk about and you guys have been very excited to talk about unbullied orphans so i'll let you do the honors first damn all right uh (laughs) i guess like when i was watching it the first time as it was airing i was kind of iffy to see where this was going because this was another this is a show i wasn't used to where like you'll have a episode of fighting and then like three episodes of straight just character development and conversations where like nothing no action is really happening so it took me. T- it took time for me to get used to that, and then I think once season two hit, I got used to that formula, and I appreciated a lot more how th- what they were doing with it. But it really was emotional. It was especially like Biscuit dying in season one. Um, pretty oh, much Biscuit. everybody, yeah. <laughs> the turbines, the turbines getting picked off, and then everybody else in Tekadon, just like oh my god, it was terrible. Terrible in a good way because it, it got me feeling some type of way. But yeah, and the action was so, so good whenever they had their scenes. Um, one standout moment is when um, in season one, they make it to Earth. They do the atmospheric reentry. And Mika's, they're like, everyone's like trying to make sure Mikazuki survives. And they're not sure if he, if he burns up in the atmosphere with his Gundam. And then all of a sudden, he stabs through the mobile suit and just like uses that as like, his atmospheric reentry uh, part, that part was so cool. Oh, so, yeah. My heart was stop. My heart was stopping <laughs> at that. Oh my goodness! I'm screaming like at the screen most... like a loony. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of the most unique um, atmospheric reentries I've ever seen in Gundam ever. So props, props to that. <laughs> but yeah, in general, it's like I really like the designs also for m- most of the mobile suits and especially nice. the Gundam frames. I know you don't like. It. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Trash. I know that it, it definitely it definitely uh, strays away from the traditional um, Gundam design. They don't really. They look very, very off from it. Nah, I'm not a massive fan of Iron Blooded Orphans from a aesthetic standpoint. Obviously, um, I understand. Like, if you're talking aesthetically, it's a bit more modern. Or I feel yeah. like um, it's a bit more um, in line with Western mecha design paradigms like kind of like more slender proportions um exposed machinery etc it's kind of like um the hell is it pacific rim almost yeah almost like um kind of also reminds me of i'm trying to think of some western mech games um i was gonna say mega sex but not so much but like you know you know how i'm talking about like how the waste like the midriff of the gundam frames kind of like have exposed machinery yeah, it's like it's like very skinny. Yeah, yeah, very, very skinny, more slender. Whereas, obviously, traditional Gundams aren't as slender. They're more, more. stocky, more square built. Like I'm obviously, as you know, 
Hajime Kotoki is my favorite mecha designer of all time. So I'm a very, I'm a massive fan of his, like, robot, like his design aesthetics that he brings to his um, design. So like more square proportions, um, right. less exposed blocky. machinery, yeah, more blocky, like a traditional yeah, robot, like, like, yeah, like more that. brawny robot yeah. designs. But yeah. Okay. So um, I've all... Ever since that I got into Gundam, um, I have been like a massive fan of Sunrise. Their ability to create these alternate universes with very strong driven characters mixed with action was something at the time that was really astounding to me. And um, getting and when it was announced at I'm Blooded Orphans, I was really excited, but I, then I was worried at the same time that the main characters were really young young children yeah and of how people would perceive this series and after watching i'm blooded orphans and a lot of nagging from <laughs> friends for me to watch season two which took me forever um oh, wow. i i yes i i watched season one back in 2015 when it was airing and then mm -hmm. it took me about two years to watch season two um yeah i only completed it at the start of this year <laughs> season oh, two wow. <laughs> yes that's how far behind i get um you know, you're behind not that big of a deal <laughs> you think um <laughs> i'm blooded orphans is definitely defined itself separate from a lot of the other sunrise gundam series out there like from seed and destiny we won't talk about destiny apparently it's a travesty um <laughs> <laughs> I'm blooded orphans. Um, it was so. It was definitely in a much more brutal setting about these um, children. Well, they're like well, they're life. sort of children, nearly adults. It's like going through. It is well, they were going through puberty. So, yeah, um, it was definitely yeah. set. <laughs> yes, it was set in a more <clears throat> brutal setting. Whereas, if I think of from back in Gundam Wing, where you just see you know like hero. Um, waving guns around and that um in this setting it's so more brutal because these children um from like in season one when it's introduced that um that they were known as human debris where we have orga and we have mia um how you say Mik miyazuki miyazuki i always say his name wrong um me <laughs> we have orga and miyazuki and the rest of them like biscuits so many characters my god there um is. They're, um, you know, th at first you can see that they're just, you know, known as hum human debris and treated like trash. And um, it's when, you know, they finally, you know, when they're given the mission to, you know, transport Kudelia safely to Earth to um, for the for all in the name of Mars becoming its own colony. Um, to be separated from the Earth government that Mars wanted to be its own be, be its own country, have its own rights. And, um, you know, it was, you know, when it came to the point that the adults of which was the um, the Christ, Christ, Christ security known as, um, they were just going to abandon the children. They planned to leave them. And you could just see the desperation. And it's like that it was, it was so powerful to me of how then these kids decided to uprise that, you know, it was a sh the it the um, I'm Blue Orphans made itself known that this was a series about these children want power, 
And I knew from then it was going to be brutal. And um, I loved how these, uh, every, all these cat, the main, you know, young cast of characters like Orga and everybody, they just took the reins and, um, you know, they gave the adults the boot and they created their own Tekadon. And I didn't see them as kids anymore, like these kids really growing, maturing into adults. Sure, they made a lot of mistakes along the way, but um, it was definitely about power, gaining power. But um, it, because I believe that I'm Blooded Orphans is a very character driven series. Yeah, I was, really was going to come on to that when I um, like gave some, like I was going to take the direction in and um, the next direction of the conversation, like we're going to go on to whether it's plot driven or character driven and then compare it to like compare and contrast it with Double O. But yeah, continue. No, I'm happy. I'm happy to move. No, on. no, 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 no. Like, um, continue, continue. Just finish <laughs> off. Just finish off. Just finish off. It's fine. <laughs> um, I honestly could go on forever about I'm be honest but um it, it was all in all i'm blue dolphins like i i absolutely loved it's very emotionally driven um definitely with its characters and that um it's definitely a series that um anybody who's a non gundam mecha fan could easily dive into they could um because you get attached to these you get attached to these young, this young character cast. You can't mm. but help and you get through through their struggle to not want to be treated as nothing, not as human debris. They want to be treated as equal, and the only thing they can do is rely on each other. And um, I thought another theme that I'm blown off and delve into was about family. That it yes, was about Tekken was one hundred percent. Definitely, definitely. I'm sorry, I'm saying all the things you guys no, wanted. Yeah. No, 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 it's, no, it's fine. fine. Um, so yeah, it's like, so, down. like it's, so, it's. Um, I'm happy. No, go on, go on, go on. Oh, sorry, I, I was just going to say I was. I'm happy to delve into the character side of things now. That it, I believe it is a driven series. Um, character I, plot driven series. Yeah, um, yeah, like you basically covered all the bases, but um, it's fine. Like it's n- there's no like particular structure to our conversation, so like we're very we're a very freewheeling like go wherever the wind takes us podcast. So that's absolutely fine. It's not a problem. So um, yeah, next I wanted to go on to like whether I just wanted to, to take the um conversation in this direction, like whether IBO is like character driven or plot driven, and like how it compares and contrasts to previous different entries in the Gundam um franchise i mean i i'll start this off um i was like obviously double o was the last gundam series i watched before i um began iron blooded orphans and um in con like obviously double o um is a very very like exceptionally um plot driven series and um in contrast like iron blooded orphans is completely different like it's um it's the complete it's the antithesis of gundam double o like it's completely character driven and i think that's one of its greatest strengths i mean i'm not a massive fan of all of the characters um i'll come on to well when we talk about the characters individually in a minute i'll come on to how i um i'm not a massive fan of orga because of his poor decision-making skills but um yeah like it's very character driven most of the characters are very well written um there's a lot of heart there um the way like the, the way that the character interactions are written is is done with extreme detail um like the romances are well done like just all in all like i am blooded orphans is a very very good series a very very good solid example of a character driven anime so yeah fives i wasn't expecting it to be character driven as i was watching it like weekly so it would i said like i said before it took me a while to get used to 
you know, having like one episode of, you know, actual plot and like actual mobile suit battles and stuff. And then, you know, two to three episodes after that, just of everybody just talking and character development. But it definitely excelled in that department. Yeah, I agree with you. 110%. It definitely did. And like season one had such a simple, straight cut story. Just get Kudeli to Earth. That's literally what it was. And it still succeeded in telling that part of the story as well as developing the characters on the side. I mean, the whole little love triangle with uh, Mikazuki, uh, Atra, and Kudelia. God. <laughs> it, was, uh, <laughs> it was weird, but hey, they developed it until the very end. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a good, it was a good love triangle. I liked it anyway. I've, I've Especially in that, in that kind of time where like, you know, you come from nothing and you, you know nothing. And all of a sudden, you, you want a kid. <laughs> and also, like, Ugh. I'm not sure, like, it's quite an implicit theme, but, like, this series, like, like Iron Blooded Orphans, like, introduced a lot of, like, tacit things. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't going to say polygamy. I was actually going to say polyamory, because um, if you oh, yeah. go to the end, uh, spoiler alert, Kudelia, um, according to Word of God, oh, yeah, yeah, according yeah. to the great um, creators, um, Kudelia, um, Mikazuki, and... Um, Atra were in a polyamorous relationship so they all loved each other and Atra and Kudelia end up being married and raising Mikazuki's son together so it was actually Akatsuki. a mute yeah Akatsuki or yeah yes. yeah Akatsuki something like that so um, yeah so yeah no. and also Mikazuki no. blonde hair yeah pretty, pretty <laughs> much and also um, I am bloody no. <laughs> no you're not a fan of the romance no <laughs> I'm, I'm, when we get to that I have a lot say about oh, that boy. i really do and also um if you talk about uh norba shino norba um norba shino and i'm trying to remember the character that's in love with him they also introduce like elements of bisexuality into iron blooded orphans which is also like pretty well done obviously it's very tacit and underneath and um underneath right. it all and you have to read between between the lines to discern it, it but it's very well done and it's very brave to introduce it into a franchise that's traditionally like very watched by men basically very straight and male and heteronormative the fan bases so yeah like it's very brave what the creators i think is mario carter did what the writer did um with iron bloody dolphin so yeah sorry oh going back to i know you don't like orga because of his decisions right yeah his decision making is trash but go and continue i did like the I, I liked his personality though like the fact that like he was the glue to like try to like keep everybody together tekadon the turbines all of them because he's like, oh, this is, it's about family and all that stuff. But yeah, he, he really, he, even he knew he made some poor decisions in the end when uh, they lost the turbines, especially. So I'd say I, I kind of agree with you on that part. I was going to say on Orga, I know that his decision making was best, but I do not believe it deviates away from Orga's personality. The thing that was interesting about Orga is, um, you know, he felt like he had to take the weight of the world on his shoulders. And especially that came from Miyazuki because, you know, he's like a blank slate. He's like a, it's like a robot you have to give orders to. The only way he would follow is Augur's way. And I think that definitely affected um, Augur's poor decisions that he made. But you know what? He he didn't know any other way because there was no one there to guide him. Really, there wasn't. I mean, he had everyone around him in his in Tekadon, but he didn't have his own like figure um, 
to follow. So, you know, Orga dealt with a lot of things behind the scenes and he never let Mika know about it. He didn't because, you know, you know, all, all Mika could do really was, you know, get in bar, <laughs> get in the mech. Get in the mecha yeah, suit and fight. All, all Olga would have to do is just say, "Right, you go out there, you, you fight, you fight so and so, and then you come back alive." That was <laughs> that was pretty much it, honestly. Yeah. And you know, at the same at same time, you would think you dislike a character like Mika. You would. I'm just using his nickname. Um, yeah, you would think you would dislike, but at the same time, I ended up building this. You end up, well, I did, and I think other people will build this attachment up to him that you know he he learns many new things for himself coming from where yeah. Orga and everybody else did, and Plus you become you invested in that. Yes, and yeah. that he wanted to be like a farmer and, you know, plant yeah. plants and shit. He, he, he had so, some dreams for himself. Yeah. I like Mikazuki, like, a lot, yeah, as, a, like as I say. Yeah. He's, like, he's one of my favourite Gundam protagonists. He's way better than um, Setsuna anyway, but that's a different discussion for a different day. <laughs> and I know Spikes no, is going to dis- Yeah, man, I prefer Mikazuki <laughs> to Setsuna any day. <laughs> <laughs> I like how ruthless Mikazuki is as well. Setsuna, I'd, I'd say, yeah. I'd say Setsuna is definitely more robotic than yeah. yeah. Mikazuki has more feeling to him. <laughs> yes, yeah. he does. I'll agree. I'll agree with with that. <laughs> I will. And the whole the whole theme of saying they have to get to the to that place. Yeah, yes. and that place was heaven. I don't know where that place was. Maybe it was. Maybe. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was just. I think like the place was just a metaphor for them being like trouble. For them being king, king of Mars, that bloody Farfreed decided yeah. to feed them. I mean, like, I, but I guess not, it ended up being the metaphor for heaven. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that yeah. too. But like, I guess it was just like they wanted to be trouble free. They wanted to live together as a family, just going about their business every single day, just in peace. Because obviously, as human debris. And as child soldiers, all they've ever known is combat, trouble and strife and pain. And I guess they just wanted to be free of that pain. Obviously, eventually, that because of the writers being dicks, that that place where they were free of pain was heaven and no longer on uh, no longer on they, they were no longer on our corporeal plane. Yes. Um, it ends up being in the pits of yeah, hell by well, the end of the series, once, which I have a massive beef with. I'd like to say that I'd like to think that they went to heaven. Yeah, I'm I'm massively pissed off that they killed off Mikazuki and oh, um Akihiro as well. And Orga to an extent. I mean Orga actually no Orga dying, he deserves that for having he, terrible we knew it was making coming. terrible after, decisions. Like, everything that happened leading up to it. Like we knew it was gonna happen, and then as soon as they he walks the, out in oh, broad daylight the in the sunset, yeah, it was I quiet. Just, I just they thought, even said it. I thought in a street. Ugh! <laughs> I thought, can't you at least do it near the and base? And they even it's they not... even said, "Hey, where is everybody? It's awfully quiet out." Mm. All of a sudden, do, 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 you get sprayed. Yeah, Aki hero, Aki hero, and Mikazuki get to die in battle. No, Olga dies in a street. That that's shitty writing. I know. But he went, he went out like opinion. a boss. He went out like a boss, yes, telling him to keep moving he forward. He did. I, I cannot lie. I cried <sighs> yeah, five, a lot. Fives, are you sure that wasn't you uh, who um, killed Orga? I'm sure the guy who killed Orga was wearing Timberlands, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. <laughs> was wearing what? Was wearing Tims. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not going to lie. I can't, I can't listen to the uh, the final ending 
that that last ending theme of uh, IBO. I think it's called uh, Frisia or something like that. I can't listen to that song because of the the amount of characters that died to that song. It's so sad. Yes, I think it's called Shonen Shonen no Kate, or it's called Child's Childhood's End. Such a fitting name for the end of song, really. Yeah, a very fitting name. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I I do have to mention that all of most of the opening and ending themes were dope as. Oh yeah. Obviously we. Obviously, the first one, Man with a Mission. Raise Your Flag. Raise Your Flag. Which is the GOAT obviously. Gundam opening of all time. Just, it's my favourite Gundam uh, opening of all time. Um, I loved Rage of Dust by yes, Spire. that was dope. Freaking I love epic. Spire. That's my favourite IBO theme. Your opinions nice. are trash. No, it's not. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's, it's my favourite above Raise Your Flag. Mm, I probably have, yeah. would have another friend that would, say, would hate me saying this now. I'm Sorry. <laughs> Don't ever apologize for your opinion. No, of course. I was I was only joking. I was only I was just gently ribbing fives. Um speaking of characters, what was you guys' opinion on Kudelia? Because when it comes to female um characters in Gundam, you th- I I think the assumption that people um build up is they're gonna be weak, not bring anything to the story. I won't even talk about Princess Marina Ismail from Double O. She's just freaking useless. Uh, (laughs) She had um, promise. Oh, no, she did not have promise. All she did was whine about peace. Oh, no, there's a war coming. You know, like. And then she writes that stupid love, not even love letter, just sets it out. You live a painful life. I can't, I can't be, can't talk. You can. And then in the final episode, you understand me. Like, I'm sitting there like, I don't understand anything. <laughs> oh, it's movie, like a failed romance. Worse. Lock on, I thought, would have better luck, but no, he didn't in the end. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Lock on. <laughs> Lock on almost got everybody killed for some pum-pum. It's ridiculous. I know. Yeah, and ridiculous. Brother... Oh, I can't get over that. This had a twin Amazing. brother in. Hell yeah! No, yeah, I mean the second. Um, <laughs> I meant the second lock on, not the first lock on. The first, the first yeah. lock on, just <laughs> yeah, the second lock on. No, the first lock on. Yeah, the first no. lock on was driven by revenge. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> but um, in terms of Kudelia, um, I thought she would, you know, be some half wit female character. Um, but no, I ended up. You end up. She grows on you in the end. Like, you know, she's naive, like, in the first, you know, first season. Because, um, you know, she, and it's second season. You can see what she learned from everything she experienced being with Tekadon and the bond that she formed with everybody. I love how she is and interacts with all the Tekadon members. Yeah. Um she definitely was stronger in the second season, and I ended up liking her character. She's definitely one of the better characters in Gundam, I will say, from what I've seen so far. Um, but what were your thoughts on Kudelia? Um, I'll take this one first, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Oh, damn. I don't. Yeah, I actually think Kudelia is not a bad character, as you said. Um, I think she shows like real genuine tangible growth over the course of the two seasons um at first yeah she is just like an annoying spoiled little rich girl but um as time goes on 
Um, she becomes more politically astute and aware of the um, various political intricacies of the Martian independence movement. Um, she becomes less of obviously a prissy little princess, um, or, or not, not so much a prissy little princess, but one who doesn't really understand um, how hard it is out there. Um, on the she's street. No Marina is yeah, no. she's no Marina, and she's no Relina no Peacecraft. Marina. She's no Relina Peacecraft either. Like she, she I thought she was gonna turn into a Relina Peacecraft. Nah, 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 nah. She doesn't. And she did not. Yeah, because it's as no. it's pretty hard. Oh, out I there need on to there. rewatch Gundam Wing. I really do. Because <laughs> it was like, obviously she like wasn't really aware of how hard um the CGS third group had it. Obviously, eventually take it in, but she does eventually become to empathise with them, and you actually see she's a pretty well-rounded character. And obviously, she falls in love like with. To... You gone? Yeah. No, no, go, go. Obviously, there's her romance with Mikazuki and Atra, and um, I feel that that's pretty well done. And I actually think it's pretty great that at the end of the day, we got some um, queer representation at the very end with her being married to Atra and raising um, Atra and Mikazuki's child. So yeah, I think Cadelia is a pretty well done characters like she's nothing fantastic but for a female protagonist well not protagonist but for a female deuteragonist or whatever in a gundam series i think she's done pretty well so yeah fives sorry about that um yeah what, what are your thoughts on her you've all pretty much covered what i was uh thinking she she really did progress a lot because i remember in the first few episodes uh even like the tekadon characters are like listen, you ain't going to get royal treatment here or anything. She's like, I'm not expecting it. You know, I want to, like, get to know... She didn't say she want to get to know you, but she's like, you know, I want to, like, learn what's going on here, what the whole situation is. And she just, like, formed this really strong bond with all of them, and it was great. I mean, she she started teaching Mikazuki how to read and write. Look at that. That's some That's some good stuff. And then, obviously, she fell in love with him, and to the point where, you know... After he died in battle, she still had their son to uh, remind him, remind her by. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> Even though I, I still consider him more Atra's kid than Kudelia. Uh, so I just I can't get, I don't like you know in the final clips of the last episode of the second season. Mm-hmm. I just it didn't occur to me that they were married. It really didn't because I couldn't see it. I honestly couldn't. I thought All they were I just both was... um, like just raising the kid together and that. Yeah, I feel yes, that as well. I but... just you know, Atra. Doesn't it bother you about her that you know her? She's so young. Her hair look. Her hair looked like the wool of a sheep. <laughs> 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 didn't that bother anybody? I'm just. I'm just. She was like this character. She looked. Oh, a, I'm, just... I'm just gonna. No, I was just gonna say she looked a lot younger than she actually was. But then again, you know, like I don't know. I mean, I don't Wait, know. How old was she? I mean, was she like ten? No, nah, no, she's she, like twelve. Yeah, like she's oh, like 12. she's like a oh, year younger. Twelve, thirteen. Yeah, she's no, a year she's younger like than Mikazuki. Yeah, Mikazuki's like yeah. thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, so she's a year. Right? She's yeah. a year younger than Mikazuki, so she looks like super young. But you know how like, um, I don't know how true this is, but you know, like Japanese, like lolly designs i guess yeah. so yeah them lollies i love them oh dear <laughs> yeah like jailbait really yikes 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 got any you guys got any favorites jailbait no, no i do not i don't look at them like that no no my, uh, my gundam waifu oh, is, sorry my gundam waifu oh, is sumeragi <laughs> <laughs> 
So, and she's way older. So, uh, uh, you're just like David. David, if you're listening to this, your Sumeragi uh, apparently tops everywhere. He, he, he told us about his wall scroll. Yeah. So he has a Sumeragi uh, wall yeah, scroll. I said, I said, you should have. I said, man, I said to him in the podcast, why don't you have a bikini? I thought you would have said that, <laughs> not just over and then. No, it's like, no, it has to be classic. I'm like, not classic crap. Like, oh, right. like, you know, like, come on. Wait, but. wait, wait. There's a Sumeragi, <laughs> there's a wool scroll of Sumeragi in a bikini. Where can I that's find what, yes. I think that's what DJM has. No, no, I, no, I thought she was fully dressed. <laughs> no, he's just got the normal uniform. Yeah, he's got the normal one. Um, oh, really? Okay. Uh, in a in a bikini. I'll, so. I'll be back in a second. I'm just going to go and check it and see where I could purchase this <laughs> bikini clad Sumeragi wool scroll. <laughs> Amazon Prime. Probably. I have Amazon Prime. I'll have a look. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, Lita, continue. No, no, that's fine. Uh, no, and just it was such a shocker regarding the baby. Okay, I could see obviously Archer was going to end up being with um, Mika, and then mm-hmm. Kudelia was, uh, you know, is going to be having a side love. They, you know, I could see obviously, you know, they all loved each other and blah blah blah. blah. But you know, the kid, I was like, oh, okay, this takes the biscuit. <laughs> this uh, really I see what you did there. This takes, I see what you did there. Biscuit, biscuit died. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't, don't, don't make me cry. That. I'm terrible at puns, <laughs> and I I actually did one right for once. <laughs> was good. When pun? I saw the kid, when I saw Akatsuki at the end, I was like, oh, I guess she did have the kid then. <laughs> she oh, talked about it, wanting a kid, but I was like, oh, I guess she went through with it. Which means that Mi- it's such a beautiful. Which means child. that Mikazuki must have been connected because obviously we didn't mention that Mikazuki loses physical function. Um, yes. Using the um, yeah. I, 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 Ayana, yeah, I, was it Ayana? Ayana Vijana, yeah, Ayana like Vijana system. And so like when yeah, when Mikazuki it. was all up in them guts, he must have been connected to Barbatos. <laughs> so they must have done it in the cockpit or something had, like that. He had to have been. He had to have been. Which is kind of gross. I mean, oh, look, look how spe- cramped it is. Speaking in there. of speaking of Barbatos, oh yes, speaking of Barbatos, remember the episode where it goes a wall. It's like it, it. It's like a creature all on its own, like you know, yeah. bloodlust. I loved that scene. Oh yeah, I loved it. I'm like, why didn't do this sooner? <laughs> it puts a uh, it puts a new spin on the White Devil, as mm. Gundams are always referred to. I personally loved the design for um, Barbotos. I personally did. Yeah, I like them. I, thought- um, I honestly preferred the 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 Vidar and the Bale. Like, I love those two suits a lot. Oh yes, definitely. It's an- and this is not this is not the anime, but yeah. the uh, the, Ast- the Astaroth origin is also from uh, IBO. Yeah, boy, Gundam Astaroth and Astaroth yeah. Renascimento, my favorite Gundams in IBO, other than um, Barbatos Lupus. Yeah, Barbatos mm. Lupus Rex is trash, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> <laughs> and it's Elea Vinyana. It's Elea Vinyana system. Vinyana system. Elea Vinyana. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't. I don't think I've heard anyone pronounce it right. Leia Vignana system. I just looked. <laughs> pronounce it right. I looked it up I on. Um, it as I read it. <laughs> I looked it up mm-hmm. on uh, Gundam Wiki just a moment ago. So yeah, um, oh, it says wow. how to pronounce it. Yeah, a Leia Vignana system. <laughs> oh, perfect. Leia Vignana perfect. system. So um, yeah, like, have you guys got anything more? Any final thoughts about IBO? I think we've been recording for a while now, so it's, we should, maybe we should wrap it up. I got nothing left to say. I mean, it's. I, I just recommend watching it, you know? It's something different out of Gundam itself. It's something if you're looking for a little of uh out of the ordinary, I'd say watch this. I um 
I just wanted to add uh, about the romance side of things. I have to address about Akihira and Lafida. Oh, that yes. devastated me. When how she, got she was cut off. I loved her. I loved Akihira and as well. I yeah, know. Was awesome. I loved him wanting to get revenge. Was it revenge for? I think because I haven't watched it for so long. Revenge for his brother. His brother. Yes, yeah, his, yes, uh, yes. His brother was brother one of the brutes. He was one of the pirates. Yeah. yeah, he. I loved how he's so brutish, but at the same time, he so you know just normal shy guy around yeah. women. Um, <laughs> I. It's just oh that 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 definitely part in I'm Blood Orphans devastated me when Lafida was cut off. And yeah, those last few episodes were just like, oh my god. Yeah, she dies in Kofi One. Oh my god, in your face. And that final battle when Tekadon lost. Oh man, it was good, but it was heartbreaking. It was because like they they literally they literally fought to the very end to like they just like couldn't move, and then boom, they're all dead. I think the most um the most senior member of Tekadon that survives is Eugene, isn't he? Isn't it? Like, he's the yeah, he's the I only major it. one that's Gene. he's dope man he's super dope mm. he's awesome i love that he ends up with being a, um alongside kudelia i liked how that ended up that was good um i i, I a lot of the time a character that made me laugh Miguelius farfried and his attempts <laughs> to i saw him as a spoiled child who wanted power Yes, right. absolutely. And was just abused and, um, you know, would try every trick in the book. Um, I just thought his attempts at getting there were just so laughable, really. Every time he came on the screen. I thought he was going to turn on everybody at one point. Like, Yeah, I thought he wasn't going to uphold on. his end of the bargain for Tekadon. Yeah. It's just the I way really he thought. spoke, too. His voice. I guess it's because of his voice acting, the way he, like, delivered the lines on. Oh, this guy's a little sus. Yes. Just out of interest, did you guys watch Iron Blooded Orphans? Did you watch the Japanese dub with subtitles, or did you watch it, the English dub? Uh, the Japanese dub. I never watched the English dub. I've only seen I scenes watched... of the English, but I never yeah, watched it. I saw the like Japanese. That. I've listened to a little bit of the English. I have. Yeah. I thought the English was fine, um, but I mainly watched it. Then. I love the Japanese version more, to be honest. Me too. Um, I, just, I just had to listen to my boy, uh, Johnny Young Bosch, uh, voice orga real quick that's it yeah i i primarily watch oh, the english would. dub yeah because uh, i'm sure as if you've listened to Buildcasters before <laughs> you'll know that <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah dub. i primarily watch english dubs um of anime like i'm a m- right, anime yeah. like i'm a massive otaku like i'm a massive weeb like i mean even i'll probably talk to maybe talk to Lita about this like off the podcast but like I, I, or if you see my anime list, like I'm not just into Gundam. Me getting into Gundam is a recent phenomena. Like I'm a massive weeb, and I, but I've always watched dubs, always like since I was a child. Because obviously I grew up with. Two, I'm of the Toonami generation, so yeah. Yeah, I think we all are. I here, can't. Right? I can't be associated with weeb trash. So this is when <laughs> I leave people. <laughs> <laughs> like you, I don't know what you guys are talking about because the manga was a lot better than. <laughs> Um, like Lita and um, Fives, what do you, do you guys prefer subs or dubs? Just generally, when watching anime, for me, Ugh. it doesn't really matter. I mean, like whatever is available, as long as it's still like it doesn't like deviate from, I guess, the Japanese version. You know, because you know how a lot of American dubs used to be back in the day. It used to be their own story, almost. You know, especially those four kids dubs, eh, kids? Yeah, exactly, hey, four man. Four kids dubs were so, awesome. If it's like, just... there's one. Yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> 
if it sticks to like close to what the Japanese script is doing, then yeah, it's fine with me. Cool. Go on, Lita. I'm um like you know I went uh before because this is such a commonly asked question, and um I think it always depends on the series. For an example, nostalgia talking here. Um, Sailor Moon. I love the four kids dub the North America, um, the like old North American dub for the particular actors and how they portrayed the characters. When it was brought that a new dub was, you know, announced around in 2015 or 2014 for Sailor Moon, I couldn't get behind the English, not, it wasn't the voice actors that were chosen, just the voices. I did not fit, feel fit the pers- Personas of um, the Sailor Scouts. Um, this, but we're gonna. But all the exception is Sailor Jupiter's voice actor, which is Amanda Miller. She freaking kicks ass on that one, definitely. Um, <laughs> but I feel like, for example, like the the new Sailor Moon dub for like Sailor Moon goes with Sailor Moon Crystal for like the newer generation of anime fans who maybe will only get into Sailor Moon now. So, you know, this is, like I said, nostalgia talking, but um, sometimes, depending on my mood, um, I will either feel lazy that I don't want to read subtitles or there'll be a particular series somebody's, somebody has said, oh, you should watch it in the English dub because, you know, particular favourite voice actors, I think, do um, override subs. Yeah, of course. Um, in terms of who 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 is betraying what character, like for example, I love Lucy Christian as um, Kaname from Full Metal Panic. I absolutely love her performance of her. Um, so anything that she's in, I will instantly watch it, no matter what it is. So um, you know, I think it's good having both representations. Neither is better, to be honest, because it's all about personal preference. That's exactly. just what I think about subs and dubs. But, yeah. you know, you know, a lot of weebs, they'd be like, no, no dubs, all subs. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, for example. <laughs> don't even watch the anime. Yeah, just read the manga. I know. Yeah, just, just read the manga. It was better. It's, it's way because, better, man. Yeah. There's, you know, I know a group called Dub and they cover um, all the English, all the English dubs of various different animes. Sorry. And it's very interesting That's and it will cool, definitely actually. would change your you should subscribe to them. You should they it's very interesting how detailed they go into all the actors and the performance of series. I think they've covered Iron Blooded Orphans. Hmm. One second, repeat I think they have. Repeat that name again, because um you cut out when you said it. What are they called? Dub what? I said um dub talk. Dub talk, okay, They're cool. Called. Is it like a podcast or a YouTube channel or something? Yeah, they're a YouTube channel, okay. but they, they, they upload podcasts, they do. I'm going to subscribe right. as soon as I finish recording. So, um, just guys, give a couple sentences, final thoughts of Iron Blooded Orphans, and then we're going to get into these sexy little Twitter questions. Oh, I forgot about qu- questions, man. Oh, my I God. about the Twitter questions. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I have nothing else left to say about IBO. I said my piece on it. <laughs> um, I guess my final thoughts are that... Um, it's Iron Blooded Orphans is definitely nothing like any of the other um, Gundam uh, series because of its really younger focus cast. Uh, you know, about it's not just about these, um, it's really about, um, you know, not just these children that want, that want power, 
um you know it's definitely set in a more brutal setting than say like Gundam Wing for its era and that um you really become invested in these um they're like the young pilots and just their fight of survival and it's yeah. it's just shown in such a refresh a really refreshing way for this new generation and that's why it's so perfect for newer fans to get into and just to correct you um you mentioned about who was shino in love with it's yamagi um i love that it. it was surprising it was surprising that they brought in a bit of LGBT in there that they were in love. And I, I supported it. I could see it. Um, I thought that was really sweet, even though that was really short lived, sadly, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm blooded orphans. It's, it's the bomb. You just need to watch it. You the do. Bomb, the, the bonds of family. The bomb. It is. It's about family, bro, family. And desperation and brutality. Uh, so oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. Like I mean, Iron Blooded Orphans is um undoubtedly within my top three Gundam series. Uh, um series from what um entries in the Gundam franchise from what I've watched so far, I absolutely loved it. Um, I loved it. I mean, it's the complete like antithesis um of a traditional Gundam series, and I think that's what its greatest strength is. Like being so character driven, actually taking episode like actually taking breathing um breaks from mecha fights to focus on character development. I think that was one of its greatest strengths. Um, yeah, the deaths at the end of the series are one of my biggest um pet peeves about it i feel that mikazuki didn't i understand why the writers um had him perish but i don't think his death was necessary i also don't think um augur's no sorry i um akihiro's death was necessary either neither of them needed to die to prove the point um not neither of them needed to die for the greater core for the greater good um, it was completely. It was. It was. It was an exercise in futility. It was an act, complete and utter exercise in futility. Um, with regards to how the relate, how, with regards to like the political elements, um, uh, and the political intrigue, and the um, in the, the like the Martian independence movement, I also thought that was quite topical at this moment in time, especially with obviously we're in the post Arab Spring world, and obviously you've got like conflicts in Syria, for example, and um, obviously we've had it was, conflicts it was, in Libya. I like Libya. that it was similar to Double O. Yeah, that, that it was yeah. that in this mod, definitely modern day era. Yeah, like a lot of the political um, themes that were um, underlying from Iron Blooded Orphans like resonated um, with within um, within. Um, like within our current political landscape and I also feel like um, I've got certain like anti-colonial anti-imperialist themes especially the way in which um, Crise and like the whole Martian Union eventually got its independence from um, the Earth blocks so I like that um, I also like the romances um, the Yamagi obviously the Yamagi and um, Norbashino romance that was pretty good and um, when Shino actually cottoned on, like obviously he initially saw Yamagi as a brother, but when he he initially when he cottoned on to um Yagami, Yam, uh, Yamagi's feelings, obviously uh, he said, "Oh yeah, why don't we go out treating? Um, why don't we go out for a drink after the battle?" Obviously he never comes back from the battle, but it shows that he like slightly. Oh, you, you just you just you just recollecting it all brain right yeah, now. Yeah, he like destroyed. Yeah, he, 
<laughs> he basically reciprocates his feelings. So that was nice to see like some queer representation mm-hmm. there. Um, obviously, we had queer representation with um, Cudelia and uh Atrara as well so that was pretty cool i like i like how it deviates from the norm of a gundam series and i also yeah so yeah all in all high and bloody orphans is a great series it's just a great anime in general and it probably sent slash shippers into <laughs> into a frenzy so yeah all in all great overdrive. great yeah, into overdrive so yeah one all in all one, great great one great thing, gundam series one, one thing you guys didn't mention i'm surprised you didn't mention it is that you know there's a teaser for a new project. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I saw that, yes. and it looks like a redesigned Barbatos. Yeah. Yes, yes, I'm curious about what this is going to entail. You think it's going to okay. be like the Calamity War version of? It could be Barbatos. Maybe they yeah, didn't die. But apparently, maybe they didn't die. <laughs> apparently, they've hired a um a new new mecha designers for it, like a couple of new mecha designers, and also um, what's I going to say? That character, who's that character who murders? There's a character at the end from Takedan who murders um Noblest Gordon. The guy sitting on Ryder. the Ryder. Yeah, Ryder. Yeah, Ryder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he murders because obviously no Noblest ordered um Laughter to be murdered. So um and obviously Noblest was funding Tay was. He was yeah. yeah and, he was full of yeah. revenge for a lot of majority yeah. of season two. Yeah. So um obviously yeah. So the fact that um. Ryder, like I would like him to be the new pilot of the Barbatos. That would be pretty cool. And like him to take revenge, like kind of like a Kill Bill esque revenge story, but he, with yeah, Gundams, that would be pretty. That would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty sweet. No. How'd you feel? How'd you feel about Another. him shooting, shooting the guy in the toilet? How do I feel about him shooting the guy in the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I that was hilarious. That. It was hilarious. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, stopped, I couldn't stop laughing. It was pretty good how he paid off the um his the uh, noblest Gordon's bodyguard team as well. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But yeah, all in all, um, IBO is great. Like it was a great Gundam series. Do I think it's better than Double O? I think it's too different to compare and contrast them directly. Like it's massively apples different. Apples and oranges. Yeah, it's like apples and oranges. Yeah. Uh, do I? Because they both yeah. they both all have their own redeeming qualities. Yeah. Yes. They do exactly. They all do. So, um, what we're going to get onto next is the Twitter questions. So the first question we have is from planet scott which is at mecha anime review oh it's scott indeed oh, it is I did ask a question sorry this is my friend uh blogger scott ah. very as you as you can see by the title he's a mecha crazy he is just like you guys <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah his question is so, so he says oh so you got that nerd joining you love you lita how do you feel about characters <laughs> being named after food which is kind of a weird question but sure go ahead <laughs> oh going, i'm glad he was gonna bring that up a cookie biscuit yeah. um oh so it is I relevant it's, i just realized <laughs> yeah i think i think it's a hilarious concept to be honest it's it's um, very gu- it's very gundam to do it yes yeah it is gundam's known um, for its weird names so yeah yeah i know let's not talk about the zero zero ones <laughs> <laughs> like you'll have a, you'll have a normal normal like first name or last name and then like random name you just picked out a hat because you thought it sounded like it was cool <laughs> surprised they didn't have like a character called like peanut could have seen that and i'm putting yeah, it off never you never know there might be a character in the 
<laughs> that wouldn't have been unusual. True. I think it fits. I think it fits in with the. I think it fits in with the show anyway. To be perfectly honest, like it's not that abnormal. At the end of the day, the characters are Martians. Mm-hmm. The central cast are from yeah. Mars, so yeah. This should have been in Peanut. <laughs> peanut. Uh, so yeah, next question. Um, this is from Kenny um, at Sakoku underscore Otaku. And he says, is Iron Blooded Orphans a show you would recommend watching while exercising? How motivating are the action sequences and how risque can it get? Hell to the yeah. Yeah, I'd say we answered this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you could probably watch Iron Blooded Orphans when exercise when exercising. Yeah. There's no oh there's no problem with that. that oh, speaking of that. I, um, I, I, I exercise to this show. Really? No way. Cool. I did. For some, for some of it. <laughs> um, so yes, you can. Speaking of exercising um, while watching anime, Grant the Feath, who is a friend of the show, um, he has something called that. Like, he he has a hashtag called Annie Fitter, where he'll um like watch anime and like tweet what he's watching and tweet the routine that he's doing. So I thought that was a pretty cool thing. And I like obviously I've taken I take my phone to the gym sometimes. I'll when I'm by myself I'll do some cardio and I'll watch anime. So. Thanks to Grant for inspiring that. So yeah, cool. And then next question from Gero the Hero at Gero underscore the Giro. underscore hero. I oh, Gero, sorry. I call him Gero, but everyone calls him Gero. Okay, cool. Uh, do you think Rostow looks like a discount version of Doctor Strange? <laughs> yes, yes, he does. He definitely does. <laughs> oh, I wondered what question he was going to ask. I really did. Yes, yes, he, he, he definitely does. Like, no question. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. There's no doubt about mm. it. And he's got another question. Um, who was disappointed that Mika picked Atra over Cudelia? Uh, I, I, I'm indifferent. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really seem to care that much. I probably, if I was Mikazuki, I probably would have picked Cudelia over the simple fact that she doesn't look like a nine-year-old. Yeah. yeah, he Jiro knows how I feel about this. That yeah, that he should have picked Kudelia. He should have done. He just yeah, yeah. Nothing more to say on that, really. <laughs> 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 oh dearie, dearie me. So um, yeah, that's been a great episode. Um, basically, that's the end of the Twitter questions. Um, Lita, would you like to tell us um a little bit about what you're working on at the moment and where people can find you on the Twitter and on YouTube's? Um, let's see. Think things I'm working on. Just put up a blog update at the state of my blog. So I have um a bunch of manga stuff coming and um I'm currently working on um a piece, a discussion piece on Aquarion. I just finished the first mm. season of Aquarion. Um and I hope and I'm hoping and for the rest of the year, I said in my video I was going to focus on older content of anime and also posts I've not gotten around to writing, which has been like they're overdue like by a year. Um, but honestly, where you can find me, because I just do a whole bunch of different things. Um, I have my YouTube, which is just a Lita Kino. Um, I guess you can follow me on Twitter, which is at Kino Reviews with a capital K and just a lowercase r. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram, which is obsessed. It was supposed to be obsessed nerdy J, but I mispronounced, I spelt it wrong. So it's obsessed nerdy J. <laughs> No capitals. Um, and I've got the 
then Shiani Girls podcast, um, which um, is at just Shiani Girls the podcast. Um, you can definitely follow me on the Owls bloggers, which I do all the updates on there. Um, you follow me on my blog at Lita Kina Anime Corner. And honestly, that's where you can follow me. I'm pretty mostly active on Twitter and Instagram mostly. But yes, so... That's a lot. You do way more than me and Fives do. <laughs> way <Yeah>. more. <laughs> You're very, like very involved. It. Oh, yes. I think I'm too involved, what everybody says. You can never be too involved in the weeb <laughs> shit. I promise yeah, you. It's all, it's all, never. Yeah, it's all time management. Yes. It's like, let's not talk about the collaborations that I have in the works right now as well. Let's just not talk about those. Oh, boy. <laughs> can you not, like, drop us a little hint or something? Give us, like, a little exclusive. Um. Okay. So I have um, I have a podcast that I'm currently editing right now that I did with a certain blogger friend. It was more like an interview. So I have that coming up on my YouTube. I do. And um, I have a couple of uh, blog collaborations planned. I do as well. One is a Mecca one. <clears throat> so <laughs> it might be Gundam related. <laughs> Wonder what that could be. Rubbing my hands together. Sorry, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. I'll let you guys know about it. Definitely for sure. Don't worry. It, it might be a post all about how I can't get over that Atra had the baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so funny. That is, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. All right. All right. So, um, as usual, you can find um, my dashingly handsome self at the macabre chap. Uh, you can find <laughs> us. <laughs> you can find. Hi. You can find us over at um, Buildcasters on Twitter, and obviously, I'm the macabre chap on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find Fives. Tell them Fives where they can find you. You can find me at Sentai Five on Twitter. And Instagram. I have a new Instagram right now that I just restarted. And I'm also on YouTube as Sentai, as Sentai 5 Official. Which is a massive channel. And You've got like over 10,000 subscribers. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I checked the other day. I was oh like, I'm up to like 80,000. You've got 80,000 subscribers. Crazy. My goodness. Yeah. Oh my God. Why am I not <laughs> subbed to your channel? I need to if change you, this. If you, if you like, like Power Ranger video, I'm... That's what I'm there for. Sentai 5 has one of... I mean, like, it's a little-known fact. I'm going to obviously big him up. Like, Sentai 5 has one of, if not the biggest channels in the Power Rangers slash Tokusatsu fandom. So, yeah. And I oh had no goodness. idea. Yeah, he is. It's like my uh, third channel just, I've gone through. Wow. Have you covered... So, are you just covering, like, the regular Power Rangers as the Sentai, um, I make, like, Japanese? I make, I make, like, my own fan videos. So, that's, oh. like, what I'm, like, really, really into, like, video editing. Oh, so I must! Like, I must witness this. And he, and he does yeah, it all definitely. with iMovie. Like, dude's a genius. Yeah, I, I don't use any. I wish I had higher, higher quality programs to use, but they're too expensive. You, you can get <laughs> Final Cut Pro. I mean, like, I'll send you a link to Final Cut Pro later. But you don't have. Oh, with like the the, the key crack and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll sort oh, you. perfect. Arr. I need Final. I yeah. need Final Cut Pro. What, what's, a, what's a pirate? Arr. Would you say there's no such thing as a pirate? Is de- I mean, like I'm, I'm driving no. my crossbone Gundam right now. I'm definitely not a pirate. <laughs> oh, and you can. No, we're all not pirates here. No. No. 
definitely not doing anything illegal. And you can also find me and the boys from the Legion of Boom on Twitter at Legion of Boom. That's L-E-G one zero N of Boom. Uh, you can find us on Instagram as well and on YouTube. So that's the end of the episode. And SoundCloud. Oh, and SoundCloud and the SoundCloud as well. Le- slash forward slash Legion of Boom. <laughs> forward slash uh, soundcloud.com forward slash legion of boom so yeah that concludes our iron blooded orphans or iron blooded bumbaclaw episode that i'd like to say and so that's it it's great (laughs) it's fucking great so yeah build casters out build casters out peace yes battle 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 ended. ended battle ended